You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thanks very much for staying with us. So you are listening to us and we're coming to you from KZN's Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Budget Speech for 2019-2020. And uh, this is also a platform for you to raise your questions, to check with us whether the right things are being done with the money that's been proposed here. Um, I believe we are looking at about uh, 1.8 billion rand uh, allocated to this budget. It's slightly more than what they had budgeted for the previous budget. And uh, whether this is going to be enough whether this is going to be enough to address all the number of issues that we've seen coming out of this province. This province, like many provinces, has got service delivery issues, has got old infrastructure, has got um, municipalities that are unable to pay their bills and so on. All of that has been addressed and we'll bring it to you and try and unpack it for you. We'll take your calls on 0891-104-207. I'll go quickly to Soli in Bloemfontein. Hello, Soli. Hi, how are you, ma'am? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for calling, Soli. Just want to make input about payment to traditional leaders. Yes, go ahead. My opinion is that if you claim to be a traditional leader, yes, you should have followers. Uh, I don't see any sense that taxpayers who are not your followers should pay for your salary or anything which you want from government. We are already paying a lot of money to councillors who are not saving a lot of papers with these municipalities which are suffering financially. Thank you. Thanks very much. A very heated debate. Dr. Ray Ngobo, who is a municipal manager at Ngugundlovu uh, Municipal District, is joining me here. Uh, thanks very much for coming in this afternoon. Thank you. I, I'm so sorry to put you in the hot water, but you heard the question yourself. I mean, the question of traditional leaders, um, I know that there was communication. It's probably not directed at you directly, but I mean, weigh in on this, um, that, uh, you know, there was a meeting. There has been lobbying for, for better salaries, uh, increase on that money, and uh, maybe some more money on driver allocation, some uh, house subsidies and so on as, as a province. How how is that relationship going? Yeah, I think the, there is a generally a very good relationship between um, uh, traditional leadership and government. And obviously, um, the institution of traditional leadership, uh, in our case in Wazul Natal, we are not only talking about it, we have integrated them into a number of government uh, processes. So in terms of the relationship, uh, in my opinion, it, it is very good. However, there will be a lot of demands that will come with um, uh, the institution itself. And I think government is handling that. So, let, let, I mean, let's look at it. Uh, I'm told it's about, what, I don't know, about five, 300 or so um, uh, chiefs and then about 3,200 uh, indunas that are being um, remunerated from the from government. Uh, those numbers are sort of correct, am I right? The, the the numbers are um, it's a, a round ball figure, uh, a, a, a broad number that yes. is being uh, branded, but I think there's been a lot of uh, audits yes. uh, to look into who exactly is a, an induna who qualifies. Who qualifies. So and that uh, audit was conducted by uh, the Department of uh, Provincial Cocta. Yes. Yeah. You, you want to respond to what Soli was saying, saying, look, we've got enough on our plate. We've got a lot of things that we need to take care of. This idea that we, as taxpayers, and I will use the word we as taxpayers, I think is what he was trying to say, it, it shouldn't be the business of the taxpayer. What's your response to that? 
For as long as uh, uh, um, they are defined as um, um, in, in terms of being uh, public mm-hmm. um, leaders, and uh, as long as their work uh, forms part of what government uh, does, um, there, there could be a lot of debate around that. But uh, in this case, uh, there's a recognition uh, in, in our province that they are indeed um, uh, leaders uh, in, our, in, in, in the public. Okay. I mean, I get that. So let's go specifically to your municipality. You're doing well. People are telling us that you are doing well. You're doing great in spaces like collecting um, money from uh, the users, uh, residents on uh, municipal bills and so on. You've you've done some really innovative things. Tell us what what is exactly you've done. Well, I think we are not yet where we want to be Mm. uh, because we are coming from a very bad culture, a culture of non-payment for for services. And most municipalities are experiencing that. We have a, a growing data book, and that is people that, uh, when you drive around, you can see a, a a number of things like a person is driving a nice car, living in a nice house. Uh, there are other satellite services there in in a house, but they fail to do a basic thing like paying for for services. So we, we're trying, um, we've placed more effort in engaging with communities. Uh, most of uh, the debt mm. is with households, mm. uh, that is people that are like you and I. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've done a great deal of work uh, with the support of the provincial government in terms of the government debt. And the uh, cabinet had taken a decision that we need to engage with provincial treasury. Uh, for those um, government departments that are owing us, mm-hmm. with government, with with business people, we are restricting uh, services. Mm-hmm. We have gone very harsh in terms of service restrictions, service uh, uh, disconnections, and uh, we are saying that we will be making sure that there is no official of government especially the official of the municipality mm-hmm. who's owing uh, the municipality. We're focused on those areas. We're also making sure that we're cleaning the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in uh, so that we can make sure that these people are built properly. I mean, there was an issue there. That, that is correct. And in some instances, our billing system may be a reason why we are not able to collect so we are Got working on, this, on, that, on the system with the support of the likes of uh, the development bank, um, making sure that we, we have a, a mechanism that will make sure that a person is built correctly yes. and in a, a, at a correct time. But you earlier on referred to a good relationship between yourselves and traditional leaders, for instance. I mean, where does that leave us with uh, Ngonyama Trust, for instance, owing municipality about 500 million in debt? Of, of services. How is that relationship working? How come you're not using that relationship to try and get some money of uh, money they owe into municipalities? Yeah, the, the, that um, matter is being handled at a, at a, at a high level uh, in the office of the Premier who are engaging with... Um, is it necessary to be handled at a higher level? If you run a municipality, right, surely it should be that simple. 
right? You you should be able to collect the money for the services rendered. And they are owing, what, about 21 municipalities? One of them must be within your district. That is correct. Anyone who is listed, who fits the definition of being a debtor, mm. will be listed on our debtor's book and will initiate a process of collection. Mm. Anyone. Mm -hmm. There are broader policy issues relating to Ingunyama Trust, which yes, uh, yes. are handled at the at, at and another I was level. specifically speaking about, you know, your debt collection, which you are as a municipality, your specific district is doing well in. That's and I was just checking, you know, we spoke about good relationships with, for instance, traditional leaders and so on. I was just checking how we're doing in that front. How are we doing with the collection of debt from the Ingunyama Trust? And as I was saying, that um, in, in, in if they were to be listed, I have not uh, um, seen them in our in our list. No, of, of they they are in the budget speech. Twenty one municipalities are owed um, to. I mean, I beg your pardon. Two twenty one municipalities are owed by yes. the Ingonyama Trust. So surely they must be in the books. Yes, and the 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 name of the the, the game is simple. Mm. Anyone who's raised as a debtor. Anyone who owes a municipality have you acted against Ingonyama Trust as as your own district? We as as Umkungundov, we have not yet encountered a situation like that. But as as a matter of principle, yes, government institutions, non-government institutions, organisations, anyone who is owing mm. the state must pay for the services, and there must What's be. What's going to be your recourse for everybody? I'm not specifically speaking about Ngonyama. What's going to be your recourse? When you are speaking about the kind of culture that you, you've addressed earlier and people just don't, are not used to, you know, they are just not used to paying and you there is a volatility with the number of protests that you've seen and you want to manage that relationship, what's your recourse? Are you just going to be switching off lights and water? Are you, That's going to shut down many of your municipalities if you went that route. And uh, the danger of not doing that is that you will not have functional municipalities. So are you going to risk doing we that? Will, uh, we will um, take them on legally. We will disconnect the services. Mm -hmm. um, we will pursue them individually in terms of their estates. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that we inculcate this culture of payment. Otherwise, there is going to be a problem of not being having sufficient resources to pay for the services which are desperately required in our in our areas. It's almost easier said than done. If you if all was equal, if you're speaking about members of the communities that are all earning an income, you can see you said earlier with a nice car and so on. But there are communities where generally people are unemployed, people don't have jobs, they just do not have that money. If you decided to go that route and shut an entire township down I mean, you, you are literally asking for trouble, aren't you? No. There is a policy of government for free basic services. Yes. What we will ordinarily do is that we will come up with what is called an indigent policy. An indigent policy will define that this person is earning this much. Yes. And if you qualify to be on the indigent register, Therefore, it means you will qualify for certain quantities of uh, free basic services. Mm. If you go beyond that, surely you are no longer uh, a poor person. If you are using uh, more than six kiloliters of water, which is provided for, surely you must be doing some business. So everybody is provided for, for a poor person who must uh, be part of the indigent uh, register. 
Anything outside that, it means uh, we have to apply um, uh, our um, uh, credit control policies. Let's talk about the difficult conversation around infrastructure, and this budget speaks directly to that. With the money you're looking at that's being granted to you this year, will you be able to finally arrest the problem of old infrastructure, maintenance of infrastructure, because this directly links to service delivery? Yes, there can never be enough um, uh, resources for now to deal with infrastructure in local government, especially because we are experiencing what we call aging infrastructure. Uh, oh, aged uh, already. Oh, huh? aged. It's, it's, it's long aged, yes. It is correct. <laughs> yes. It's aging quickly and some of them it is, it's aged. In, for instance, you've got some municipalities that are still using asbestos pipe, mm. which uh, already is uh, even uh, outlawed, even in mines, you are no longer using asbestos. So it's going to take time to completely eradicate um, aging and aged infrastructure, and there is also not going to be, uh, be enough resources. But I think there is leadership that is provided by uh, Cocta and the MEC as it has come out uh, in this uh, budget speech quite a significant amount of money has been uh, set aside to support municipalities in terms of infrastructure mm. as part of the development planning program and all the municipalities themselves are receiving grants uh, in terms of municipal infrastructure grants to deal with um, infrastructure backlogs mm. so we are hoping that uh, if you combine government grants with funds that you can collect yourself as a municipality, will go a long way in dealing with uh, some of the key uh, challenges. Well, the elephant in the room is that some of the money that comes through doesn't get spent. That is correct. Um, uh, we, uh, provincial governments and, and, and uh, municipal governments are taking that very seriously. Failure to spend conditional grants now is a, 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 a misconduct. So they, they, they have placed a lot of um, uh, focus on that. Uh, in our case, as Umkungunlov, we've been very successful in the recent uh, uh, past financial year in that we've managed to secure 100% expenditure in, in the municipal infrastructure grant. And we would want to make sure that going forward, we can uh, sustain such a practice. Mm. Let's talk about the capacity you have within your offices. Um, vacancies are an issue. How are you going to manage the skilled labor that's required to make sure that you continue to deliver? You are one of the better municipalities. Unfortunately, I'm going to band you with others that are not that, that, that are doing that are not doing that well. But the, the point being here that there is a need for skilled labor. There is a need for people who are competent. Um, their vacancies, um, what's going to happen there? Yes, I think, again, that matter is now um, uh, in the spotlight mm. um, in, in the sense that we are aware as municipalities that cabinet had pronounced on that, the provincial cabinet had pronounced on that, and they had given deadlines to say by this date all senior positions must have been filled. Mm. But however, as a general observation in that there is always a, 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 a problem, especially when it comes to in, in engineering skills, uh, technical skills that are required to deliver um, infrastructure. It's because it's a factor of uh, 
whether uh, government can compete in in the in the labor market to attract uh, skilled individuals engineers practicing engineers uh, accountants who are registered as um, chartered accountants but we are doing a lot in terms of um, making sure that the staff that we have is trained but where there is a disconnect for me is that there are programs that are put in place. So every budget comes with it with a new program. There yes. was a budget, I think, that there was a collaboration between, you know, municipalities and what I think it was F&B or something like that, where you are trying to build uh, young people and give them skills and so on. There just doesn't seem to be consistency. And, and when the program ends, then what? So I think last year they took in a number of young people to train them and so on, up their skills so that you can, you can take them in. But as soon as the program ends, there just doesn't seem to be this flow. It's, it's not leaving you in better hands. As you sit now, you're not feeling more capacitated than you were last year. That is correct. And I think as long as the training is structured, and uh, in a context where there is a, a, even before training, yes, we, we're trying to avoid these days training for the sake of training or training for the streets. Uh, a number of programs are in place, private sector pro programs, as you were mentioning, and there's been a lot of programs that have come from the development. No, no, no. Remember, this, this is obviously was, this was a partnership program. So I'm yes. not just speaking about the bank in isolation. I'm saying yeah. this is a program that a government initiated public and private participation programs that you see come and go. And my concern is you're not really benefiting from those programs. You announce them, they sound fantastic, You there's an uptake of young people, but where's, where is a follow-through with these programs? We should ordinarily expect that after such a training, uh, um, those people would be absorbed by the municipalities. Mm -hmm. But our challenge is that once people are trained, mm -hmm. they will look for uh, greener pastures. And uh, one will expect that if there are uh, structured programs like that, that uh, they would be able to be absorbed by municipalities. But however, is that uh, uh, unfortunately, the private sector is benefiting from some of such pr uh, training because once a person is, is trained, once a person acquires uh, specific skills, they they look for better opportunities. We were not as government at times um, good in terms of um, uh, retaining uh, specialist uh, skills because uh, the market will will absorb them quickly. But I think it it it, it is upon the municipalities themselves to be able to identify opportunities within their own institutions to absorb uh, these young people in, in, in cases where they, it's young people in, 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 in specific uh, service delivery programs. And um, they, they, most of them are aware of municipalities that have ma managed to absorb uh, some of those young people, but um, some obviously are not able to, fo to follow on and as a result we are not able to uh, trace this skill that we have formed, that we have created, mm -hmm. and sustain it, which is a problem. So you, I mean, I think but the bulk of the problem here sits at the senior level, and, and you alluded to the fact that, of course, these people are competent, so, you know, other people are gunning for the same type of skill. Then, knowing what we know now, how are we going to retain those skills? 
or at least even attract them. Yeah, that, that is the reason why uh, municipalities are expected to um, make sure that as part of your um, IDP, yes. you identify areas of opportunity and you train on the basis that there is an, a, a, an opportunity for, for absorbing such a skill. I want to quickly ask you about an event that's coming up. I think it's the 24th to the 25th, the Mandela Marathon that you have initiated here is in your district. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, it's part of the Mandela uh, uh, month. Yes. Um, we, we are working with uh, provincial government and to be specific, it's COCTA, it's provincial treasury and it's APSA and all these other uh, partners. Uh, we are very excited that uh, this marathon is growing in leaps and bounds and we started at 2000 yes. and uh, last year we were planning for 17,000 we ended up with 25,000 <laughs> and even p long before the end of uh, the month we are already seeing quite a big interest yes. so it's an international marathon with participation from EU region, uh, Africa, quite a number of uh, athletes from Kenya, from Ethiopia. So it is growing. So this time around, we are hoping to curtail it, uh, not to <laughs> grow as, as, as it is currently a trend. How do you curtail something that's doing well? <laughs> well, I think um, there is going to be a time when we say, no, I think it's full. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's good talking to you. It's a difficult time. Um, people don't have jobs. The service delivery is an issue. People are looking for answers. And um, you've said to us it can never be enough money. Well, you know, it's here now. Uh, you will have to use what you have. But, but I think the request, as we see through SMSs and so on, people are just asking you to be open. People are asking you to be open and transparent yes. with what is going on and not wait for election time to come knocking at their door and say, hi, we're here. <laughs> Um, and we leave it to you as a municipal manager because some of these things are directly linked to your office. So uh, I hope you take that and, and you know, uh, go mull over it because um, we get invited to provincial government statements. Mm -hmm. But uh, when trouble hits home, it is at the municipality level that we expect to see government. Um, so we hope that you'll speak to us even when there is trouble. And uh, you will avail yourself to us and as well as the community. Thanks very much for your time. No, thank you very much. That's Dr. Ray Ngobo, who is a municipal manager at Mgungundlovu District Municipality. And um, yeah, we continue our conversation. We are out here at the KZN Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Budget Speech 2019 to 2020. And we'll continue to have conversations with various stakeholders here. It's two o'clock.